know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. What did we think of this movie? I'm giving this movie a B minus. What? Odin reminds me of a Haitian father. <laughs> <laughs> this is. It feels like the comic brought to live screen. <laughs> This is. If this is the story they are going for, can we buy a cheap table so I can flip it? everybody. We got a curfew. By nine o'clock, you're Odin. Don't regret. Dang, can you edit that out? And now. This is. Marvelous Friends. Marvelous Friends. Welcome to the Marvelous Friends podcast. You are now listening to Marvelous Friends. Thor embarks on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced, a quest for inner peace. However, his retirement gets interrupted by Gore the God Butcher, a galactic killer who seeks the extinction of the gods. To combat the threat, Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster, who, to his surprise, inexplicably wields his magical hammer, Mjolnir. Together, they set out on a harrowing cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the God Butcher's vengeance. Will Thor and his new team be able to stop Gore? And will Thor discover the inner peace he's been looking for? Let's find out. All right, yeah, let's see. Um, so I found a review, audience review on Google, and it's by Minhaj Kurshid. Hope I said that right. And they write, it is always a treat to watch an MCU film. Keep this in mind while going through my views about Thor Love and Thunder. Let us start with, the, with this with direction. This movie has what we saw in Ragnarok. Multiply that with a thousand. Taika Waititi did an amazing job as well. Um, wait, did an amazing job in direction as well as a voice actor in giving life to Korg. Christian Bale did an amazing job as God Butcher. Each and every time he came on screen, we could feel his anger, his and desperation of gore. Natalie Portman amazingly did her role as the Mighty Thor, as well as someone with the last stage of cancer. No need for me to write about Chris Hemsworth and the Guardians of the Galaxy team. Now, what I found disappointing in this film was that it had an overdose of humor. Even when the main team was in danger, there were silly jokes. The, the bleeding of goats, weird jealousy of the axe, it gets too much after a while. There was an attempt at romance between Thor and Jane. They could have given Christian Bale a little bit more screen time. How did Valkyrie get to know about Jane as Thor, or how, how did Thor get to know so much about Necrosword and Gore was skipped. They had a very good story at hand, but some somewhere they failed to do justice with the film. Anyhow, this movie is worth watching. I personally think with Phase 3, they have hyped our expectations too much. So, to, so little disappointment can be expected. Marvel is working on new projects. This is just the beginning of future magic. Worth watching. My ratings are because of too much expectations from this film. And this is a three out of five star review. Okay. So this person enjoyed the film despite some of the flaws. Cool. 
So I also found a review on Google Reviews, and I'm sure Elise ran into the same problem. People had stuff to say, paragraphs and books, etc. So I'm just going to steal a blurb from one of the many chapters on this page um, from James H. He wrote this a, a day ago, and he wrote, No diving in this pool. There's no depth. Save this for an unpaid viewing on Disney Plus if you're a subscriber. If not, wait to get it on loan at, from your local library after it comes out and go see Top Gun Maverick again. Hmm. Woo! Yeah, so this, I actually person, saw that James one. James feel different. <laughs> yes, strong. They feel different about this. Strong <laughs> Yeah, so we, we heard from the people, but our Marvelous Friends, we have our own opinions, our own takes uh, on the movies, and it leads to some very interesting conversations. And so I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you three guys about this movie. And to start that off, we got to get talk about letter grades. Mm, letter grades. So what, what would we grade this movie? We got to give a, a, a kind of a assessment of this movie before we get into the conversation. I'm going to list off kind of like how I felt about the movie. I may, you know, as I watched the movie, I watched the movie twice. Um, I'll say that Uh, I watched it once and after I watched it, I was so confused at how I felt. Fergie can attest to this because I saw this with her and we talked about it after and I really did not know how to feel about this movie. I truly did not. I was so confused and, you know, so I watched it a second time. Now I can like, all right, now I can process what I watched and uh, I'll just run through this really quick and I'll give you my grade. Um, this movie is only slightly better by a smidge better than Ragnarok. I feel okay. I feel like it's just a smidge better than Ragnarok. Everyone in this movie has an arc. They have an arc. Ragnarok, there's not really any arc, but there's an arc here in this movie. Everybody kind of has a beginning, middle and end. There's at least that, uh, the writing, and I'll get into this later, but the writing was very smart. And it's very easy for people to miss the writing, but there's a lot of poetry in the writing of this film. And that's one thing that I look forward to in movies like this, where it's like, oh, there's actually smart writing going on here, but it's like overshadowed by other things that people have been complaining about. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of poetry, but the thing is that, that they double down on the childish, unfunny jokes from Ragnarok and they turn it up to a thousand and it really hurts the movie. But for me, Christian Bale's performance really blew it through the roof. And in my opinion, makes him a top three MCU villain. Like hands top down. Top three. Top three. Really? Yes. Top three. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Top Bro, three. I know. I know what I said. Conversation's going I know ex- guys. I know. It I know. Sure I know is. exactly what I said. <laughs> so with that being said, I graded Ragnarok B minus. I also grade this a B minus. Wow. Oh. Okay. You're really trying yeah. to be like me because we'll get into it. I feel like okay. you're trying to be like me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and I'll get into a little bit. We can I'm excited to get into this because there's like I'm still honestly, by the end of this, my grade might flat out change. But <laughs> I feel like this is the most fair grade I can give it because the things that I liked, I really liked. Okay. But you have like these are things you kind of have to look for in a movie. I don't expect people to pick these things up when watching a movie like this because it's shrouded and, and just pummeled by, you know, immature jokes. But, you know, that's my grade, B-minus. 
We'll see okay. if it changes. Frig, you got that or should I go? You can go. Okay. Um, okay. So I had to realize that the direction I'm going and the direction MCU is going are not the same thing. So I have to accept that. And so I, I, I've had a moment to clear my head a little bit. I, I felt like you, Rob, where I came out the theater and I'm just like, well, who am I? Where am I? I don't know what's happening. Even now, I'm still kind of in that zone. Um, but I think ultimately I'm landing on a C for this movie. Um, because even though I wasn't necessarily looking for a comedy, that's what they wanted to do. And that's okay. But it still was just like, okay for me. I did, I did laugh. There was some things, but you know, and, and Christian Bale did his thing. Um, but I think that there were, for me, tonally things were a little bit out of place for me. And so I'm just kind of like, okay, if you want to be a comedy, fine, but don't have the God butcher here. So I, I just have critiques like that. And, you know, I guess we can get into more detail, but I'm, I'm, I'm resting at a C for this film. Okay. Well, taking it all in. Um, I have like bullet points from what I got from this movie, but right off the bat, there were too many jokes. I was telling Rob in the car ride home, if you get rid of every other joke, then it's a little bit more like palatable because there were just too much. Um, I love the representation. I love that we got gay characters that what that it wasn't like too on the nose or anything like that. I thought that was really great. Um, it was refreshing to see a phase one hero in phase four, whatever we have going on here. Um, mm. And there was a lot of like, kind of like Rob was saying, like great writing and like a lot of foreshadowing that I could see on my second watch that I didn't see on my first watch. Um, Kristen, Kristen, <laughs> Christian Bale. Um, he acted his little booty off. He did what had to be done. I don't know if he's top three personally. I don't know if I could say that, but he really killed it. Um, and honestly, I think this is just like another Marvel movie, like nothing super special. It's silly. It's a turn your brain off. It's like you have your nieces and nephews with you. Let's watch a movie. Um, although there was a lot of cursing in this, so mm. watch at your own risk. Um, but I thought this movie deserved a B because of all those things. It was just kind of silly, laid back, funny. And for me, what we've been getting so far in this phase, refreshing. Hmm. Okay. So leaning leaning towards where Rob is. Actually above where Rob is. Because <laughs> you gave it a B. Actually, yeah. Uh so yeah, I, my turn. I knew that she would like it better than me. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, my turn. So yeah, this this joint is a C minus. I'm just gonna go right out the gate. This is a C minus. Mm. Um I think for every scene that was emotionally profound were two scenes that were childish, tonally inconsistent, and directionless. And it's just too much chaos for a movie that's trying to tell a deeper message or have a deeper message. It's just too much chaos. There's too much to... It's a movie... 
it's just too much for me to sort through. Um, I should be invited into a story. I shouldn't have to search for the story. If I'm going to your house, Rob, you should, you know, be hospitable. Let, hey, Rinaldi, let, let me let you in. Let me give you some Canada, Canada drive. Mm. Like, take, take a load off. This movie did not do that. This movie was too confusing. It was too disjointed in what it wanted to be. And it felt like it felt like it was like trying really hard to be different than Ragnarok, but it ended up being Ragnarok in some mm-hmm. ways. So yeah, this is a C minus, man. This this was a disappointment for me and basically a waste of time. Um mm. but yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, I guess me and Rob switch places, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but honestly, we'll see because I like I said earlier, I I'm on a B minus, but if I'm being really honest with you guys, it's not a firm B minus. Like, and I'll, I'll explain a little bit more why. Um, it might not be profound or anything, but for a movie like this, that's really childish and really just like bright and just like funny and not funny. Like a five year old wrote it and only he finds it funny. Like that kind of humor. Um, for a movie like that, it shouldn't have been written as smart as it did, but you completely miss it. Like on my first watch, I missed all of yeah. it. I think I, I, to be fair, you did watch it twice. I yeah. did pick up on some things. Cause I think Taki Watiti is like a very talented director. Right. Um, I watched a movie of his that he did on world war two, which was a, a satire mm-hmm. about Nazism. And it was very, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw clips of that. And on how it took that concept of Nazism and used smart jokes to mock that that idea of hating someone due to mm-hmm. their race. So I think I picked up on him doing the same thing in this movie, but I don't know. But we'll, you know, let's have a conversation. Let's open things up. Um, spoilers. So from here on out, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about spoilers and things that happened in this movie and that's gonna affect not only the MCU as a whole, but also like things that I felt were plot twists. So if you're listening mm. and you don't want to be spoiled, go watch the movie and come back. And if you or just keep listening. don't care about spoilers, <laughs> if you don't care and you just love hearing us have a fun conversation, stick around and, and, and support us financially, please. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> your listening ears are no longer enough we want money we want money we need donations <laughs> drop your a ears, penny your ears will not buy me my copy that i need <laughs> you're right you're you're right about that we are now asking for <laughs> monetary correction hey, we, we are not asking give us money <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to this far you owe us compensation <laughs> i like that i like i like compensation that sounds good <laughs> So, I mean, what did we what did we enjoy about this movie? Um, I know Rob said some positives about this movie. Fergie said some things that were positive. What 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 are some other things that we can kind of talk about that this movie did well? I think right off the bat, we could start with Christian Bale since we see him yeah. in like the mm-hmm. first seconds of this movie. Oh my gosh! Right, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He- Go ahead, Elise. Yeah, you got that. Oh, no. I, yeah, I was going to say agreed. And I remember having a conversation um, 
with Gabby before we saw this movie. And I was just like, why are they casting Christian Bale? <laughs> and she was just like, what do you mean? As if to say like, and I was like, no, 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 don't get me wrong. He is extremely talented, but that's why I'm questioning him. Like a Marvel movie. This man is too good for Marvel. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I was. And I was just like, I don't know how it's going to work and whatever. And yeah, he was easily like the, if not the best thing, one of the best things about mm-hmm. this film. And I'm like, oh, there, down. there goes, there he goes. Yeah. But I, the, I didn't know how it was going to work. <laughs> yeah. The, his opening scene with him and his daughter and then just his acting overall, like I was fully convinced. And earlier I talked about how everybody has an arc. He even has an arc and I wish we got more of him and that his character was a little bit more flushed out as opposed to just yeah. kind of like, you know, he believed in this one God and he trusted this God to deliver them out of the desert. And then when he finally meets this God, uh, this God's a jerk and he stabs him. And now he just hates all gods. And I think it could have been flushed out a little bit more, um, just story wise, but even with what we got personally, like, here's why I said top three, what I, I'm tempted to go back and say that he's like top three solo movie MCU villains. But I really feel like top three MCU villain overall because in a lot of these solo, it's it's Marvel's biggest problem is villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In every yeah. movie they put out, almost every movie is villains. So to have somebody like Christian Bale come out and put on this performance, and it's not like he blew it out of the water. He just came in, did what he did, and left. And we're yeah. just like, we want more of you. And so... I yeah. oh, I loved I, his performance. I think you're right. Still, I don't know if it's top three for me personally, but I feel like if you take that character and put it in a weaker character, give it to a weaker character, this could have been a laughing stock easily. Like yeah. I don't know if um, just that emotion that he carried in the throughout the movie. I don't know if someone else could have done the yeah. same job as him and i completely forgot it was christian bale honestly it's kind of like true. when you right. see a will smith movie all you see is will smith all but i'm like oh wait I, christian bale like i lost that christian bale in the first like minute mm-hmm. of the movie yeah what He's is it some kind of does. bifrost <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful will smith is not in the mcu because i i would get annoyed if he did that <laughs> the other thing too though with him as a villain and again, it goes back to like the problem with MCU villains. And I've said this before about uh, Ronan. Uh, villains just, if, if a villain really wanted to carry out their plan, they would commit. His villain committed. Mm-hmm. And that's why I rank him so high. It's not often in these films where you get villains that fully commit to what their, their, their uh, ambition is. They're like, they're stopped by dancing or something. or. Uh, you know, they, I don't know, the, the the score stops in the background so that Hella can make a joke. Like, yeah, these villains could be amazing, but they just don't commit. Here comes Christian Bale. He commits on it. And I feel like he kind of, in some ways, carries a movie. You know, when he's on the screen, you feel it. But then outside of that, it's like, oh, this is a very dull movie. Um, yeah. So it it's interesting because like you're you're talking about his performance and then I think I agree I think his performance was was very good mm-hmm. I think there are moments where it's lacking but that's not his fault right. that's more of the direction of the the character 
Right. In terms of what he does, it is captivating just to see, I think even just his expressions, the looks on Mm -hmm. his face of, there's like looks of longing, there's looks of frustration, there's looks of confusion. Like, I think him meeting that God is like masterclass acting because he goes through Mm -hmm. so many different emotions. Like first it's relief, then it's confusion, then it's fear and then fury. Mm. And it really sets his character arc in motion. Mm-hmm. So I can get, I can definitely give you that. I don't, I still don't know if I would put him in the top three. Cause I think, I don't know. I, I'll save it. Cause we're not talking about the bad stuff, but <laughs> I, I think right. in terms of his performance, mm-hmm. I, I could see him being top three. Like just, just acting. Right. Like right. Yeah. A lot of people have been talking about like uh you know this movie's just like it's way too silly it's way too jokey it's way too a lot right and um i i wanted to highlight three jokes that i thought were funny like yeah. actually there's funny like i didn't bust out laughing in this movie. yeah there's some like yeah. good solid there's jokes in this really movie so there's jokes. three that um that i that i thought were funny you had the you had the scene when they're in um I, I keep on saying omnipotent, omnipotent <laughs> city. Um, yep. And then Thor is, he's, he's, uh, he's chained up and uh, uh, Zeus flicks and his robe comes off and everybody's like, well, and then later on after the big fight and then they escape, they're in the ship and uh, Valkyrie's talking about how Thor was embarrassed. And Thor was like, I actually don't mind being naked, blah, blah. Dude. What about you, <laughs> Jane? And Jane's like, ah, I, I, it was all right. And then he turns to Korg, and Korg goes like, I loved it. And I thought it was hilarious <laughs> the way he delivers that line. It was so good. And you know um, so that's one joke I thought. Korg. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I loved it. Um, so I thought that was genuinely funny. Um, the, uh, there's also a scene when Thor and Jane are talking and, like, you know, uh, getting real, right? And Thor was talking about meditation. And uh, he goes, yeah, I tried <laughs> meditation. And... Uh, and what did what did Jane say? She goes like, "Oh yeah, I heard that." Like, I mean, does it work? And he goes, "No, it actually makes me angrier." <laughs> and it's like it was the funniest thing, um, not the funniest, but you know, out of everything in this movie, it, that's a genuinely funny thing. Yeah, and all then, the other jokes uh, fell flat compared to those yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and one other thing that I thought was funny, what happened towards the beginning before that fight that happened on the planet with the bird people, um, was with the um. Indigarians, what's the name of that blue the blue people? Uh, let me check my I don't I don't know that. I think it's Indigarians or something like that. Um, but they they're talking to Thor and they're like, first of all, his face is just like flat dead. Like he has no emotion in his face. And he's talking to Thor about like his grief and how, you know, they're they're these bird mom, whatever, these creatures are taking over the their city and all that stuff. And Thor says something like, not if I can help it. And the blue guy goes, ah. <sighs> and just the way he did it was like very like Taika-like, but it was like, it yeah. fit for that scene. 
And it was just perfect, I thought, you know? And so those are the jokes that I thought were funny. We'll get I into did other like stuff, the, but. um, uh, what was it? It was this during the, when the guardians were in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was when they were looking for the remote for the distress signal. Mm-hmm. And they were oh, just firing yeah. off these like one liners back oh, yeah. and forth while trying to find it because they were all frustrated about the situation. Mm-hmm. And it was just funny just cause I've, I've been in that situation where like, my younger brother like misplaced a remote and I'm frustrated. And I'm just like just <laughs> saying all these barbs at him. And he says barbs back at me. And, yep. then, <laughs> and then it's just like, and then at the end you're like, man, I, I, I should just move out. And then, and, and then that whole storyline ends with Thor just, and they wanted to get rid of him. That was funny. They were like, all right, mm-hmm. bye. Like, and they just took off really quick. Thor was yep. trying to like drag out the, <laughs> the goodbye. <laughs> and Peter, Quill was like, yeah. he just took off really fast. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was funny. They really didn't like hanging out, living with that guy. <laughs> they probably are still friends, but it's like sometimes you have friends that you can't really live with. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we get into the bad stuff. We we going we going get to the bad because I gave this movie a C minus for a reason. Yo, is it too late to change my grade? Oh my mm. god! <laughs> <laughs> you can have what? Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. Tell us before we hit the segment before. and then tell us after the segment. <laughs> uh, so right now, it's still at a B minus. All right. But I want to see where... So we need Rinaldi to go in to see if it'll change. Right. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, for the for the record, for the record, uh, multi, my grade for Multiverse of Madness has gone from an A to an A minus. So <laughs> it has decreased. All right. Uh, All right. Due to some research I, I did on, the, on that movie. So you're not alone, Rob. Happens. There you go. All right. Wait. Oh, I thought Rinaldi was going to start with some stuff, but okay. Oh, yeah. I, I, okay. Me, uh, I was waiting for I'll you, start. man. I'll You're start. about to go I'll off. Start. I'll, start. Uh, but... I'll start. Okay. So the Guardians, what, what was the point? Of the, I feel like there's some characters. <laughs> I feel like they were useless. Like the Guardians, yeah. in terms of the plot, like it was fun seeing them interact with Thor and it was, I thought it was funny or most of it was funny. Mm-hmm. Some of it was like the typical childish jokes, but some of it was funny, mm-hmm. but they didn't really do anything for the story. They didn't do anything mm-hmm. for the story. Yeah. Lady Sif didn't do anything for the story. And once again, Kevin Feige does not respect TV shows <laughs> that he had nothing to do with because I think he's insecure that these Marvel TV shows are better than his TV shows mm-hmm. because Lady Sif, got more screen time in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. than she did in this movie. And mm-hmm. Sif is, like, close friends with Thor. She She's cool with Coulson. I mean, she calls him son of Cole. They, they cool, but Thor is, like, her best friend, and she's barely in the movie. I didn't feel any chemistry between them. Right. And Korg, I don't know. He felt kind of like a waste of space. I, I, I He had some good moments, but I'm like, bro, you got blowed up by like- Zeus. Yeah, I feel, I, like, I, I feel like I feel like are just yeah. I was just gonna say I feel like Korg is only there as an excuse for Taika to be in the movie, <laughs> like in every scene, you know. Yeah. I was low key thinking this is like a Korg movie, honestly, with the yeah. narration and we learn about his love life and stuff. But the narration was good, the backstory yeah. was good. It's just in the actual plot, he like he's useless. Yeah, <laughs> like he has no cunt plan or. To, to he steal can the call the goats. Bolt. Oh, ah, I hated those goats. Those goats were oh. annoying. 
they were it was not actually kind of funny to me. The they only were time I laughed is because the Guardians were upset about the goats. That was the only reason I laughed about them. I and laughed. The kids I, were annoying. I, those kids were annoying. I, I hated those kids. Oh, okay. Wow. Whoa. He said, forget the kids. They weren't in, bump the kids. Forget them kids. Bump the kids. Said, forget man. them kids. These kids are reason phase four is the way it is. And you're going to have to have a whole plot in this movie. Shoot, man. I'm ashamed Dang. to be Axel's cousin. Yo, can I? <laughs> oh, my can gosh. I, I want to talk about, can we talk, because, like, you mentioned the goats, and yeah. at first, when they were screaming, I under, like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I know that it's funny, but my, my brain could not register my body to laugh. Exactly. It was one of those things where, <laughs> like, mentally, I understood. Yeah. And, and after the first time, like, the first time it happened, I'm like, okay, cool, funny. Second time, Okay. But then they they kept Everything. doing it, and I'm just like, over, "Yo, over. are you serious? This is all, like this is not going to be funny every single time." Uh, Elise, you were there, and Fergie, you were there mm-hmm. uh, in our theater. Let's talk about our first viewing, Fergie. Oh, ha. you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I think I know where you're going. Yeah, are you talking about that one guy? The one guy. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody laughed at anything except for one guy. He and was this guy dying. laughed at everything. <laughs> he was having a great he was having a great time, Rinaldi. Mm-hmm. Not yes. even kidding. That he man had a great had a, time. That man wanted to get his 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 money's worth. Like Every that time man, he laughed, the, I was like, what, where are jokes? you? Every joke, bro. Every single, Every single he was joke. Like, he laughed as if it was the best one. Right. Mm-hmm. He laughed as if it was the funniest thing he had ever heard. Like, like <laughs> as if he was like watching a, a, like a stand up comedian, funny. like, yeah. yeah, something funny. Like he was watching something. You funny. know what I mean? Like, yeah, he really like, bro. Like you would have thought this man was like watching, like, I don't know, like Richard Pryor, or, like Bernie Mac <laughs> or something, you know, some of those OGs that really have you, like you, <laughs> your sides, comedians. like yeah. just, yeah, yeah, he was laughing that hard. Like, I'm like, Eddie what Murphy? is going on here? Like, yeah, yo, even dude, Eddie. Yes, like is that a Mar- is he like a Marvel plant or something? Like I don't that know. It didn't man. make any sense to me why he, he thought it was be. so funny. And he sat. He sat he like it was actually Kevin dead. Feige. It was actually Kevin Feige. <laughs> <laughs> he was there, like looking around, like ha ha ha, guys, funny, right? But no, it, like this dude it's laughed funny, at right? everything. <laughs> Every single thing, even the scenes that were like not even meant to be funny, but because people are on the screen, he thought it was funny. Yeah. And it's like, dude, relax. Wow. But then our second viewing, Fergie, it was dead quiet. Quiet. Ev- we saw it literally the next day. So it's not like these people saw it before. Dead quiet. Every single joke. Even, yeah, even the flat. jokes that are worth a chuckle, quiet. Like it was, this movie was not you funny. You know what was funny in my theater? My theater, after every joke, these young guys, I don't know, they look like maybe 18, 19 years old. It was like a six or seven of them. And they would be like, yo, what is going on with Marvel? After every joke, they would have like a whispered conversation. Like one of the, I think during the the screaming goats joke, like towards, uh, shoot. Like when they escaped Zeus at Om- Omnipotent City, yeah. Like the screaming goats came in, 
And one of the dudes was like, are you serious? This again? <laughs> and it was like a loud whisper. <laughs> like, yeah. and these were like young. And one dude shook his head. He was just like, bruh. <laughs> like, shook his head. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, there was a, I was laughing about that. There was a point where I'm like, am I like not funny? Am I too hardened by life that I can't find this funny? But I'm I too guess like by life. <laughs> it's standard that it just it just fell flat because I'm like, there's there, there's no way you could have possibly thought this was funny. Like the goats, I got a chuckle out of it, but like by the fifth time, I'm like, the first I, time, I right? It's tired. Yeah. yeah, the first time when 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 like Nebula rolls her eyes when she looks at these ghosts, like. <laughs> Like Fergie, I always thought about you when that happened. I was like, <laughs> Fergie would have been proud of this eye roll. Oh yes. <laughs> Wasn't she like ready to put them down too or something? Yep. Yes. Like yeah. Nebula was like, not yeah, playing games. That was game. hilarious. Yeah. That's why yeah. I love Nebula. Some meat. I think they yeah. She's short yeah. on patience. So on so <laughs> yeah. on the topic of jokes, um, so you had the goats, which was supposed to be this huge running joke throughout the movie, and it was just like annoying. Yeah, um, they joke. tried like I think three other or two other um running jokes in this movie, like Jane trying to like find a catchphrase and like oh, she yeah. find it. And it was just not funny. Cringe. Um, it bro. was cringe. The first time. Cringe. Yeah. Um then Stormbreaker being jealous. Like it was funny the first time, and when he like tries to call Milner and then Stormbreaker comes around the corner, that was actually like okay, <laughs> it was funny. But then, like, I didn't think that was funny. I, I didn't, didn't think, think any it was funny. Of the Stormbreaker jokes were. Funny. I was like, mm-hmm. fair enough. Simp. Yeah, that's fair a enough. simp. Yeah. That's a simp move right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I felt like that they really like bludgeoned they dragged us. it out. Yeah, they yeah. bludgeoned us with the Stormbreaker stuff because it's like, yo, like, okay, we get it. Like, ex weapon, ex girlfriend. Like, <laughs> oh, now Stormbreaker has feelings. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like, I don't know. It was it was uh. It's a playable character now. See, the cape defeated. Yeah, the cape right. is a much better inanimate object character. <laughs> See, I feel vindicated because that cape, he he's he's loyal. He like a he's like a good dog. He, he he's got yeah. Doctor Strange's back, and I don't mm. know why Wanda blasted twenty five percent of it of the material, the fabric off of it. Mm. What did that? What did the what did the cape do to you, Wanda? Well, maybe maybe the MCU uh should do like a um a little a short on some of these inanimate but kind of animate objects. You know, you got the cape, you got wait, is Red Wing still alive? Or whatever um, the little nah, it's it's Red Wing before, before, before Red it died. Red, oh. Red Wing one died. Red All right, Red Wing two. two Yeah. And three. And the, Red Wing two and three. Right, yeah. So so you can get those in there. You can put in Mjolnir. I don't think Stormbreaker counts. I think they like just made it, you know, have feelings all of a sudden. But Mjolnir, I can believe that maybe it it would have, whatever. But I think that the Stormbreaker having emotions that was that's extra. But yeah, you know, you just make it another a short with all That'd little. I <laughs> love that. It is what it is. Daddy Feige, you know you know how we do. You know how Daddy Feige do. Oh man. See, and now now once again I've been proven right because now everybody, even the Daddy Feige people that defend Kevin Feige are like, this tone is too light. It's too goofy. And I'm like, this is what I've been saying for years. 
Mm-hmm. It's been it's been too late. Like Ragnarok was too late. Yeah, yeah. but finally mm-hmm. they see it now. Their eyes yeah, have been they... opened. Slowly but surely. Because yeah. I didn't feel um, no tension in this movie. Outside of that first fight, I didn't feel tension, man. And he has to save these dumb old kids, man. These kids were annoying, dumb, loud. <laughs> Wait, Dang. why did you Axel like the kids? Axel the dumbest nickname I ever heard in my life. Well, he, told, he said why, because he... <laughs> Wait, why? Well, why he, said, he said, well, because he was... He was named Astrid, but he took up that nickname because of um, I think it was a, I don't know, Guns member of a rock. Axel, it's Axel oh yeah, Rose. Rose. yeah, Rose. exactly. Yeah. So I thought that was like kind of unnecessary, but I accepted it. I didn't think too much about it. Ronaldo. <laughs> he's just not. Nah, he's like nah. <laughs> he, gets like they had to, he had to pop in multiple times. Why didn't he just pop in once and be like, "Listen, guys, yo, that scared. CGI floating head was horrible." Yeah, it was. That was really bad. <laughs> that was really Yo, bad. I don't even notice CGI as well as Rob, and yeah. even I noticed it. And this yeah, movie, it was the budget, you know what the budget for this movie is? What was the budget? You want to know what the budget is? Oh man, <laughs> yes. What was it? Two hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> what? Oh wow. Yo, I bet you Thor asked for a raise. I bet Chris Hemsworth was like, "Yo." I'm the only guy you got left. Chris <laughs> Evans is gone. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is gone. This, this is it, man. Yeah. At least 150 it. million went to. So, yeah. Like at least. They have to pay Matt Damon too. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You gotta get his cut. That's Matt Damon. So you they're just paying it. actors at this point. Yeah. And CGI uh, and graphic design, or not graphic designers, but like. You know, the designers that work on this movie, they're just like working overnight on little to nothing. Well, the Kevin Feige defenders have said that they've had losses in their graphic design department and audio production departments due to COVID. Like some people have simply just quit. Now, here's my problem. Disney is in charge. Just (laughs) offer them more money. Just, yo, we will give you more money. We will have the best medical professionals on earth to make yep. sure you're protected from covid disney can do this is not an independent studio if this was an independent mm-hmm. studio i would accept it this disney, disney know, can, can can overcome this, this yeah. that's well, you know like the gods they're not gonna well, do anything uh, <laughs> well i i think <laughs> dang well i i think then right so rinaldi i totally hear you and i agree but then now that makes me think that there is more than a money. This is not just a money issue because obviously we know Disney owns just about everything. Um, So they do have the money. It must, there must be something about the working conditions. (laughs) Then that's what I'm led to Mm. think because sometimes like if pay is right, but the work environment is trash, you don't have incentive to stay, stay at that point. You're just like, you know what? All right. You know, Maybe I got to take myself somewhere else. It'll be a pay cut, but not the sacrifice of my mental health or at the whatever sacrifice of insert X. So that's what I'm starting to think, because you're right. They could have just been like, yo, we just going to up that that pay and people be like, "Ah, I bet. But (laughs) there must be something inside that we don't know. And I have an article. I have an article. Yeah. Yeah. Right on this subject, I, I, um, it's uh, from the Hollywood Handle, and um, there, you know, it talks about the CGI team over at Disney and Marvel, 
Uh, workers at visual effects companies are refusing to work with Marvel Studios due Ooh. to the stress and impossible short deadlines. Some CGI supervisors even called Marvel Studios, quote, the worst client to work for. Ooh, there it so is. It's not even, so it's not even that Marvel has in-house um, design team. They're hiring out. Why? Because and, and they can do that. They can do that. But they don't need it. That's leaving too much at risk, though. You... That's true. They probably sign mm, NDAs and all this stuff, and it's like you have two days to turn this around, and we'll give you X amount of money. Yeah. Find independent like um, artists to kind of do their work for them. Right. Yeah. And then you get to pay. You, you're paying them less than if you're hiring somebody full time, hiring a crew full time with packages and everything, versus like freelance. Honestly, I think Marvel, they should take a break. Like, take a year, take two years off, mm-hmm. find yourselves, regroup, Dang, think of darker storylines. Because what? Yeah. I don't know what's going I'm on. Telling you, I'm telling you, when Black Adam comes out, I don't mean to make this about DC, when Black Adam comes out... They gonna see. I don't know what Marvel's gonna <laughs> do. I really don't. Well, okay. Disclaimer. Assuming nothing crazy is happening behind... Like, assuming the director is a law-abiding citizen... <laughs> so Dwayne right. Johnson is not in a, a having uh, a terrible marriage with all this with the police getting involved like assuming that isn't going on mm. Marvel's gonna see what happens uh-huh. when you play around and, and play these childish games mm-hmm. when Black Adam comes out there we go I, yeah. I had to put that in there just in case. Yeah, nah, because you, Ezra Miller yeah. and, and, and WB got a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. They got a lot of things going on. But that the the article and just what we're talking about explains all the CGI stuff happening with all of Phase Four and just yeah. like the quality of work being put out because it's like consistently it's either like I have not. I'm sorry, I have not been. I've only been impressed by one CGI work, which I didn't even know it was CGI. Uh, Black Bolt's costume in Multiverse of Madness, that's all CGI. Really? Oh. Okay, yeah. that's really good. Okay. Yeah, he just naked? Solid. Like, that's crazy. No, he... <laughs> <laughs> he had a, no, he had a mocap suit. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he had a mocap <laughs> suit. just naked? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. That no, he had good. a mocap suit. But no, it's it's all CGI, and it looks like a legit costume, but then, like, CGI everywhere else is just, like... It's hot garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know all if it's their like, eggs into that basket then. Yeah. The, the CGI hurts this movie because this is a cosmic space adventure. And yep. I don't feel like I'm uh-huh. in space. And that, that was what frustrated me about this movie yep. is like, I'm not immersed in this world. Hmm. Like this is supposed to be like a world building. This isn't like Moon Knight or Hawkeye where you're fighting mm-hmm. other humans. This is like cosmic beings and aliens. And and I don't feel... I felt like I was watching a video game mm. and not being... Like, it wasn't like Infinity War. Like, I felt like when I watched Infinity War, I was, like, with the Avengers, mm-hmm. looking up at Thanos' army. You know, I didn't feel that in Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. And it's One, and, and, and it's not good. Yeah, I remember what I was going to say. Um, I, I've never heard, you know, when, when Eternals came out, it was fairly divisive. Not that people, like, really loved it and really hated it. They yeah. were just saying, like, there, there were a lot of people, people who really just hated it. 
<laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Because um, there I were no the jokes. Point is, is that like, yeah, there were no jokes. They were like, oh, I don't like this movie because yeah, yeah. it looks too much like a DC movie. And um, two men kissing each other. That was another issue. Right. <laughs> um, so I've, this is the most Marvel of the Marvel movies mm-hmm. that has come out in a long time. Right? Yeah. And I've never heard such a a divided outcry. Like, and I mean like extreme. People either really like this movie or like absolutely hate and were disappointed by this movie. And it's rare for Marvel to experience this. And at least when you were talking, it made me think about us, us four, that we've been talking about this about Marvel for a very long time. And I'm like, okay, the rest of the world now is catching up to us because we've been saying this about Marvel for a very long time. You need to cool it with the jokes, tell real sincere stories, and I don't know, make good films. Don't always, you don't have to always work up to the thing, just make good films. And I'm just interested in seeing what Marvel's going to do in response to this. But this is, they're starting to look like DC right now. Like with DC and like how, you know, Batman v Superman or whatever movie came out and people were just incredibly divided by that movie. And because of that, WB and uh, not Disney, DC had to figure their stuff out. Now Marvel's in that boat. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested in seeing how they're going to respond. And, you know, they're a machine. They have a, they have a, a working line. And, uh, you know, we'll see how they, what they do with that. I think their strength has become their curse. Yep. Same thing with DC. Mm. Like, DC was very preoccupied with Batman, and then they realized that no one cares about Batman, (laughs) like, to the degree that they used to. Because I feel like before the MCU really took off, it was like, can we really tell a a story about Iron Man? He's kind of like a C-level character. But once the MCU took off, it didn't really matter what, like what their, the character, the reputation of the character was. Mm -hmm. It was what they did with the characters in the movies. Right. If you tell an A-level story with Iron Man, he's going to be an A-level character. And DC was like, Oh crap. Now, now what do we do? We have to invest Mm -hmm. in these other characters that we really don't want to invest in, but we have to because Marvel's doing it. And that's mm-hmm. what led them into trouble. But now I think they started to figure out, okay, we need to find the right director for the right character. So like mm-hmm. this director, you do Black Adam. That you you do Aquaman. You you do Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I think now Marvel, their strength, which was like, oh, we have all of these heroes, it's like I feel like now they have to it can't be about quantity. It has to be about quality. Mm-hmm. You can't just throw out heroes, you know, left and right and yeah. based on a machine, like an assembly line. You have to think, okay, yeah. which hero do we want to give to the people and, and how do we give it to them? Because I think yep. now mm-hmm. there's too many heroes. There's the, mm-hmm. the strength in numbers is now a weakness because you can't yeah. really track which hero to invest in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree with you, too, with the whole Batman thing, too, because I almost feel like, again, I didn't read Batman comics like that, but it seems like every two, three years there's a new Batman, and so even that, it's like it's hard to keep up. It's like, okay, Ben Affleck's Batman, Christian Bale's Batman. Now I have to, like, sit and listen and, like, investigate and, like, test and feel like if this is the right 
Batman for me and oh it was too light or it was too dark and it's the same thing yeah. with everything Elise said and everything we're getting with Marvel it's like it's too much you're shoving it down our throats and um, there's a lot of movies and TV shows it's like I don't even have time to process what I'm watching and then you're throwing stupid jokes in my face it's like it's too much we're, we're in a recession so <laughs> yeah. I don't know I don't know how this is going to help me mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah exactly it's like we're, we have to spend what is it, fifteen dollars for a ticket? Fifty. Maybe even more. <laughs> yeah. Drinks, then popcorn. If you wanna, and if, oh, you, if you're yeah. a parent, think about it. We we might have some people listening right now that are parents that got kids. So they're gonna need a ticket and then they're gonna want snacks. You're forking you over at least hundred and twenty five dollars per movie <laughs> yes. you see if you're a parent. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like when we In were a um, so- with gas prices high. <laughs> Yeah, like, so when I was trying to book the ticket so that I could watch it, um, watch this movie with you guys, did y'all, I don't know where you guys went to go, like, order your tickets or whatever, but did you guys peep that you buy the ticket and it was one price, and then I think they asked you about, like, combos, like, if you want to add yes. popcorn or whatever, and that joint, with that combo was talking about 16 bucks, <laughs> I said, wait, 16 Like, you mm-hmm. mean the amount that I'm paying for this ticket? It's just yeah. for the popcorn, some yeah. juice, and, and, and a pretzel? Get out of here. Yeah. Get that out of my face entirely. Like, no. Mm-hmm. I'm either going to bring some snacks yep. or I'm, I'm going to come already fed because this is a no. Mm-hmm. Absolutely exactly. not. I was telling Rob the same exact thing, but also if Marvel took two years off, they had theatrical releases and then maybe two days, three days later, at-home release... I would pay $100 to watch a Marvel movie at my house. I have my own food. I got my own snacks. We can pause the movie. We can talk. No obnoxious yep. laughter from the peanut gallery. Like, that's what I want in a movie experience. <laughs> yep. And we can invite now, friends over. Everybody can, yeah. you know, we got a pool of... Because you know, now it's not enough for me to put gas and drive to a theater when I'm going to get lame jokes and there's not going to be much of that world building yep. and it's just going to be a confusing place. Like, I'd much rather be at home. Like, I, I don't really need that theater experience anymore. Yeah. Mm. The only yep. way that could work is if the theaters change their business model to parties, graduations, they become an event business. So at a mm-hmm. discounted rate per person, you could rent out a theater. So yeah. like if you're, you know, you're a parent and your son graduates from high school, all right, invite your friends, we'll go to the movie theater together as a family or as a, a group of family and friends. And then that way there's a lot of trust because you know mm-hmm. your friends, you know your family, so you're going to have the right etiquette. And yep. it's going to be cheaper than some other, like renting um, uh, renting out a, a, not a lounge hall, what's that thing? Uh, like a dining space? Like a or a, oh. Like a venue. Reception like hall? a venue space or a dining space. A, a, a reception hall, hall. there we space. go. It's cheaper... It, yeah, it's it would be cheaper to rent out a theater if the if the movie theaters lowered their prices with the confidence that more people would do this rather than go to a venue space, mm-hmm. then maybe they could make money doing that. That way they don't have to rely on people just going to see a movie. And then people mm-hmm. like you, Fergie, can watch it at home. I think that would be the most logical thing to do, mm-hmm. but I think movies are too scared to try this new idea. 
because it might fail and then they'll lose money. Baby boomers, but man. it would make more sense yeah. to do it that way. It would make sense because yeah, we had like, I think... a lot of fun renting out the theater for Shang Chi. Yep, mm-hmm. like way more fun. Yeah, than it was a lot of fun. Going with and we could we could laugh and we could talk and it's not annoying, right? Yep. Versus like somebody down the whatever three rows down on their phone. And it's like the random bright light. I'm like, dude, turn off your phone. I'm about to roundhouse you. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, I... So, I... As far as movie theaters, I don't think... We're not going to see that anytime soon. We almost had that. And then, like, movie theaters were like, we should open up. And they opened up. It was Black Widow's fault. It was Black Widow's fault. Black Widow did it all. Because DC, up until, like, maybe this year, because you got Black Adam, they, they were the first ones. They were like, during the pandemic, Zack Snyder's Justice League. They put it out and it, for free. it had its own success for free. We didn't yeah. have to pay for it. Um, and then Black Widow had that thing and, you know, whatever. But I think for uh, movie theaters to, I don't know, I guess invest in that kind of thinking, there, there, need, there needs to be years of, of, uh, of word of mouth and, you know, putting that out there. Like, that's got to be the thing. Anything else before we press on to the end? So let's press on. Yeah, All right, let us press on to rankings. We got to rank this movie compared oh, to the other movies in the MCU. And our rankings are right there on the screen, on the screen. of this platform so, that we're using to talk. So, yeah, Fergie, do you want to read off uh, you want the, the rankings from? top to bottom and i'll scroll i need super eyesight uh you can you can like expand it (laughs) all right let's see all right at number one starting from the top we have infinity war number two winter soldier three no way home four civil war five Avengers Endgame, six, Black Panther, seven, Shang-Chi at number eight, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, crazy, number nine, Age of Ultron, number 10 of the first Avengers movie, 11, Spider-Man Far From Home, 12, Spider-Man Homecoming. 13, Iron Man. 14, Thor. 15, Ant-Man. 16, Guardians of the Galaxy. 17, we have Eternals. 18, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Then we have Iron Man 2, Black Widow. Thor Ragnarok, Doctor Strange, Captain America, oh, the first Avenger, Thor the Dark World, and coming up last, last place, we have Hulk, Iron Man 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and the last movie in our list is Captain Marvel. So Scroll where do we bit. rank or place this movie 
Thor Love and Thunder in comparison to these other MCU movies? It has to be I have an Multiverse idea. of Madness. It has to be what? Oh, yeah, Above you multiverse think so? Of madness. Yeah, that is uh, oh, way yeah, too high. She she was kind of down on that multiverse. Multiverse of madness was trash, bro. But in comparison to like these lists, I, like you I would really disagree. say I that Love and that. Thunder was better than the Avengers movies. That's 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 cap. Better than the Spider Man? <laughs> nah, I can't. Absolutely not. Wait, how did we how did we end up with Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness better than Age well, of Ultron? I think that was what? partially oh. due to Rinaldi and myself. We pushed mm-hmm. for this. Yeah, that was <laughs> for that. That's what so I'm this saying. Compromising. Oh. So, it, I mean, wait, that movie up. was divisive, but the people that really like I heard somebody on a pod, I'm not gonna say which pod, they were like, yo, this is like a top three movie. But what? Um I don't know. Have like, they only seen three like, movies? <laughs> I, <laughs> no, like I really enjoyed the movie because I really loved the the style, the creativity, the horror aspects. Like this was a very different Marvel movie. So I gave it a lot of props for that. This Thor Love and Thunder is a movie that seems like a lot of other Marvel movies. So I think we need to keep that in, in mind <laughs> as we So let's so so let's do this. Um would we say that Thor Love and Thunder is better or worse than Eternals? Absolutely. Better. I, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm Absolutely watching what? this. It's better. It's better? It's better. What? better. Yeah. I'm I asking feel... you if you feel like this movie's better than Eternals. Oh, yeah, I said absolutely. Okay. Yeah, everybody okay, said yes. I think okay. I see where exactly where, I'm, where I would place this movie. I where think I'm looking at it? it right now. I feel like I'm putting it... I don't know what number this is, but I think I'm putting it behind Ant-Man. Hmm. You put this ahead of Guardians? I, I, I'm not going that far. I mean, it's, deba- it's debatable. Either behind Ant-Man or behind Guardians, but no further than that, I think. Ooh, I think it's better yeah, than Thor, because... though. I mean, are, uh, debatably, but it's just, it's not passing the Iron Man part. That's all I know. We can, we can Wait, discuss it. Wait, you put this ahead of, all the way up to Iron Man? I don't know. Well, First I'm, of all, I'm, half the no, five-year-old jokes. Wait. If it's for me, if it was me alone, I think that I put this behind. Uh, I might put it behind Ant Man, but as a collective, if for some reason you put it before Thor one, and no further than that, I think I could have. This movie not better than Ant Man. Nah, this, this no, no. <laughs> it's not. I personally don't well, believe she said before so. You guys Ant-Man. said in the theater, nobody laughed. She said before Ant Man. You said. I said oh, no. Be, okay. No, my person, my no. personal ranking is to put it behind Ant Man and in front of Guardians. That's my personal one. I thought, yeah, but so Ant Man would be better than no, this. But as but a collective, thought, if you somehow put it there, then you know, I guess all right, fine. But I just I will have a really far. hard. We we are not putting this movie ahead of Ant Man. Period. All right. Look, I, I, I'm just saying I would Ant-Man. I would have the I would have the hardest time if you put it somewhere before Iron Man. That's that's Hold like up. oh wait. Time out, guys. No. Time out. Time out. I want to turn to Fergie because she she I feel like enjoyed this movie a little bit more than we did. Okay. And I want to I want to hear her thoughts. Okay. Go ahead, Fergie. Scroll up a little bit to the next row, at least. Um, I feel like for me, Multiverse of Madness needs to go further back. 
I agree with Elise in the positioning of um, Thor, Love and Thunder behind Ant-Man. Fair enough. But I do not think that Multiverse of Madness is a better or stronger movie than Love and Thunder. And it's rated too high. Yeah. I, um, Fergie, I'm glad you said that. Um, I agree with you 1000%. I think multiverse, I'm looking at this and I'm looking at Multiverse of Madness and I'm like, we're saying Multiverse of Madness is better than Homecoming. And it's Far better From than Home. Far From Home. Yeah. It's better Avengers. than Age of Ultron. It's be- like, no, there's no way that movie's better than this. And, and I don't mean to make this a Multiverse of Madness thing, but. You guys are. Well, well, okay. And the reason, because I, I forget about that movie until somebody brings it up. And I'll be honest, this movie alone, personally, I feel like has a better arc. Character arc. Thor has a better character arc in this movie than Doctor Strange in his own movie. No, no, every, no actually, actually, actually no. every character in Thor Love and Thunder has at least a character arc. But how, how impactful Madness, is this arc? How impactful is it? Like, okay, Thor is a dad, but the premise of his arc is that he's directionless. And it's just a repeat of what happened in Ragnarok. Because in, in Ragnarok, he, he, or not Ragnarok, um, in Infinity War and Endgame, he, he didn't know who he was. He didn't know what to do or where to go. Like, so you're just repeating the, the same issue. Well, I disagree with I disagree with that. I disagree with that about Infinity War. He could destroy reality. Like he has a dark side. And Wanda is the the mirror. Wanda is his reflection. Because Wanda was an Avenger and now she wants to destroy everything. And Doctor Strange read the dark hold. And now he might be he might be the one to to ruin everything. And that was the whole point of the Illuminati. They highlighted the destruction that Doctor Strange could potentially do, and that puts uh, America at risk. And that's a character that you like more than I did. Her life is at risk being I around Doctor. But Strange. that doesn't mean that. That doesn't mean because I like the character more doesn't mean I that changed. I my hear all about that, the movie. but I still don't think it was that compelling. Honestly, it wasn't. I think we yeah. also have to put Thor, push Thor back, maybe behind Guardians of the Galaxy. Because I, I also I was thinking the same don't thing. think. Thor Love and Thunder is better than the first Thor movie. I agree. So, But you guys laughed more with the first Thor movie than this matter. movie. That's what she just said. Laughed. That's what she just but, said, though. But, but these story arcs are hindered by Im- the immaturity. It doesn't, like, because you're making the same market I made for Iron Man 3, because I talked about that story arc. And then you said there are other elements that hinder whatever arc they were trying to communicate. And I think it's but the same the, issue with this The movie. arc wasn't good, though. This arc isn't good. Personally. This arc is overshadowed by childish jokes, immaturity, meta like this whole journey to be. We can a agree. Dad, we can agree no that both movies, we can agree that both that in both movies, Multiverse of Madness and Thor Love and Thunder, that there were arcs and they were overshadowed by something. We can right. agree on that, can we? Yeah. Okay. So that we gotta take that argument off the table then. Cause there's arcs they're exist. not perfect movies by any means they're not they're nowhere near neither one of them is perfect movies at all I, if, I if any one perfect. of us is what do you say i didn't say they but they're, perfect. they're both think, they're all gonna have things that overshadow one another i think is what but i'm I feel saying like then one 
I feel like one movie was creative and inventive and different, and the other one was kind of just a rehash of stuff we already got. That's Which kind one of was my creative? Frustration. Multiverse of Man. One, we have Wanda snapping people's necks. We have Wanda bugging out. We have Doctor Strange using dark magic. Hold on. Wait, that wait, could wait, wait. destroy reality. <laughs> like, you, so I agree with the idea that Marvel is like finally committing on some dark things. But one, they're like 28 movies too late on that. And two, it's like we've seen this in so many other movies, even superhero movies that's not Marvel, that like, can we even call it creative? It's like Marvel's a little late on that. Not to say that what we see in the movie is ineffective because I love that about Mar- uh, Multiverse of Madness. But if we're talking about arc, I think the only person who had a compelling arc in Multiverse of Madness is Wanda. She's the only person who has a compelling arc. I don't, Doctor Strange, you got to look issues, for it. Though, but her arc had sure, issues, like, but because dude, they didn't everybody's really arc in both these movies have issues. Right. But and it, 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 is, a, it is a creative is movie. That's the thing. Okay. Okay. So I I can, because I don't disagree with you. Let me just flat out say, like, I don't disagree that you got characters who have arcs and then each arc has issues or whatever. We're not looking for which one was the perfect arc, which one was the better arc is really the question. If you're going to push it, yeah, if you're going to push it back, all I say is that I'm going to have a hard time with you guys if you try to push it behind Iron Man. That's where I just won't accept it. But you think you think what about behind Avengers? That's fine. That's fair. I mean, that's the Avengers coming together for the first time. So I I can. Yeah, that that. that's fair. But I was just I just want to I just want to know, like, just to clarify, you're saying that Multiverse of Madness. As an overall film. Is better than Iron Man. I enjoyed it more than Iron Man. Yes. Yes. I enjoy it more than Iron Man. Yeah. Okay. Like Iron Man's a good origin movie, but it's just an origin movie. It's not it's not like compelling beyond that. So Okay. Can can I read the critic summary and the audience summary? It's like two sentences. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, for both these movies. So which one should I go with first? Thor or Doctor Strange? Oh, we're still on Doctor Strange? Sure. Uh oh, sorry, Thor. Strange. we'll go with Thor. We're on Thor. All right. So this is this is just a sentence of just collective opinions from critics. Uh, in some ways, Thor Lemon Thunder feels like Ragnarok all over again. But overall, it offers fast-paced fun to make it a worthy addition to the MCU. And then the fans, they said, even though Thor Love and Thunder's constant silliness makes it hard to invest in the more serious sides of the story, there's still plenty here to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a snapshot. Um, the numbers on Rotten Tomatoes are lower than Multiverse of Madness, but I'm more focused on the the, the kind of collective mindset about this movie. Dang. So the collective Dang. mindset is I, like the I serious, kind of like honestly, what you were saying, Rob. The serious yeah. stuff has a lot of punch. Mm-hmm. So they they this is agreeing with what you're saying. Like the serious stuff has yeah. a lot of punch. Yeah. And so so that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, but I also don't care about things... what the people say. It, I'm like right, for yeah, me, yeah, it's yeah. about no, replay value and like how I enjoyed I, the film. I know. I'm just yeah. 
I'm just throwing it into as perspective. That's all I'm doing. As perspective. Not, um, so, then, so then I want to turn to Fergie. So wait, so Fergie, I wanted to ask you, so, all right, we're talking compromise, but if this was your list, your, where would you then, if, the, if you had this list, and this is how you felt about all these movies, where would you put Thor Love and Thunder? I'm curious about that. <sighs> Never so mind. Compromise. I would put Multiverse of Madness after Spider Man, both Spider Man movies that we have on our list Spider Man's Far From Home and Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Then I would put Thor Love and Thunder. Then I would put Multiverse of Madness. So you would have Far From Home, Homecoming. Love and Thunder, Multiverse of Madness. Correct. In that order. Correct. Got you. That makes sense. That makes sense. Wait, so Multiverse of Madness would be ahead of Iron Man 1? Yeah. Mm. What, what would be... I, 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 just, just out of curiosity, I'm not trying, I don't want to pick a fight. What was the thought process putting ahead of Iron Man 1? Because I thought you really um, liked Iron Man 1. I did, but... I didn't see Iron Man 1 until we started this podcast. So I don't have that same like, oh, wow, this is a great origin story. I really love Tony. I saw it years later, and so it didn't have that same impact. So I can understand why you guys feel the way that you do. But for me, actually, Thor 1 was my introduction to the MCU. And um, I still think I I liked Love and Thunder. So that's kind of my reasoning for it all. I see. Yeah. I feel like for me, between that and Iron Man 1, if I had, like, I kind of base it on, like, all right, if both of these were on whatever, TV, and I had to choose, I'm most likely going to pick Multiverse of Madness because of the fun factor of it. Like, I get to turn my brain off and kind of follow and watch, you know, watch the movie. As opposed to Iron Man, I kind of have to sit and watch the movie. You know, and doesn't make it a bad movie. It's just the replay value then becomes a little lower. Yeah, I think for me, I feel like me putting it ahead of Eternals was a compromise uh, because I really was not a big fan of this movie. And wait, can you scroll down? (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm, kind of debating. I, I feel like for me. Where's Thor Ragnarok? Where's Thor Ragnarok? Oh, it's right behind is... Black Widow. <laughs> yep, right behind Black mm. Widow. Uh, Another compromise. Yeah. If How this was the... my actually, yeah. this would be ahead of First Avenger. Yeah. Wait, uh, this movie would be ahead of First Avenger. Yeah, it would be way back. Like I, I was Ooh. not. I just Bro, I between think... that and Doctor. Hold up. Wait, the not first too... after the first Doctor Strange, Love and Seriously. Thunder. Seriously. Ooh, you'd wa- dude, what? He wow. did watch, dude. What? Wow. rating of this though, out of all of you us. did, you did, you did. That's you know, Doctor Doctor Sh- okay. The, the first, first Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange was rough though. Was it was that was a turn your brain off, and you can follow Doctor Strange, <laughs> realizing it wasn't all about him. That but all he loves the cape, bro. Yeah, that's the cape. Well, say, I mean, <laughs> sure. Okay, yeah, the cape. Well, okay. Well, you guys like Jarvis, so you know whatever. <laughs> we do. Anyway. Jarvis was good. Like, I mean, <laughs> but, but but I okay. 
I literally just said I can turn my brain off and follow the journey of Doctor Strange that. realizing that everything mm-hmm. wasn't that. That's my turn your brain off and just look at the pretty colors and the sparkles. <laughs> Doctor Strange, you turn yeah. your brain off. Ooh, colors, sparkles. You know, yeah. black dude that's... that can throw a whip and jump in the air oh. and do a three sixty. Mortal can fight. Like, yeah. Oh, I thought that movie was boring. Like, oh man, I'm so happy I saw that for free. Like, I thought Doctor. Yeah, Strange no, was I, I feel you. I feel you. It's just yeah. between uh, something boring and simple that has, at least to me, good visuals, to something that has a ton of CGI problems, a ton of five year old jokes, mm-hmm. and tonal issues. It's like, ah, man, I don't know. But I get it. Mm-hmm. I think the strong parts of this movie are strong. And so I could see that right. propelling it up. That's why I think Eternals for me was like that that middle, that compromise for me, that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, putting it ahead of Eternals. It's definitely better than Eternals. Yeah. 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 Well, this movie? Or what yeah. are we talking about? The, uh, Love, Love and Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. Definitely I feel like Love and Thunder is definitely better than Eternals. Um yeah, Eternals is it's a, it's a, it's in its own category. I feel like, um, not that I, it's like I'm willing better to or... compromise even further and put it ahead of Guardians. <laughs> I'm willing to even put it ahead of Guardians. I'm not gonna die. Yeah, honestly, honestly, it's tough mm-hmm. for me because the, I can't get I can't let go of how bad these jokes were, and the jokes. Even though I don't laugh at Guardians of the Galaxy jokes like that, doesn't make them bad jokes anymore. It's still good jokes for the characters. So, I mean... But I feel like... That's why... Yeah, go ahead. The weird thing is, I think Thor, Love, and Thunder, the the strong jokes in Thor, Love, and Thunder, or they're more... They have more life. Like, I could watch this movie a year from now and probably still laugh at the good jokes in Thor, Love, and Thunder. In in a perfect world, in a perfect world, I would grab, grab the time stone Find Kevin Feige and be, bro, you need to stop. You need to stop. Like every one of these movies, when we do the redo list, I'm going to say what Kevin Feige specifically did to hurt all the movies that get yeah. moved down. Yep. But in terms of Multiverse of Madness, Kevin Feige, rename the movie Doctor Strange in the Dark Hole. Boom. That solves half the issues Fergie has with this movie. Right. Because the real focus but- of this movie should have been the Dark Hole. And what right. it did but to here's Wanda the, here's the, here's, and what it so, did to Doctor Strange. This multiverse uh-huh. of madness stuff, like the multi, I, I, I think the multiverse is cool, but you don't need the multiverse to tell a arc about Doctor, a character arc for mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. You don't need that. Because here's you the just thing. Need... Here's the thing. So okay, I want to answer Elise's question because I yeah. was the one to say that it was hard to follow. Yeah. Um. So it's not. It's editing issues. That make it hard to follow. That's that's the first half of my answer. Um, that first act, or at least like the first half of the first act, if this makes sense. Holy crap! The pacing was awful, and it wasn't it was really just me. Fast, I was right. It was mm-hmm. like not just it was fast, and just the transitions from one scene to the other. Like mm-hmm. I need a sense of space, and in order for in order for us to like Thor: Love and Thunder. There was a sense of space. That's what Fergie was talking about. When you when you see uh, where they're arriving, 
even though the backdrop and the CGI is horrible when they arrive, but when they're coming in, you at least like, okay, this is where they are. Like anytime in a Thor movie or wherever you see Asgard is like, okay, this is where they are. Multiverse of madness. You don't really get that, especially if they're trying to travel and go from one scene to the next. We literally go from, uh, and I said this in our last episode, but yeah, you Steven Seagal and yeah, Steven Seagal and America Chavez are running and it was a good opening scene. And we like, quickly transition from that to like dr strange oh nightmare and then he immediately forgets he has a nightmare puts his watch on goes to the wedding and then immediately there's a monster outside and so he has to go and fight the monster and then immediately they're tri- like everything is like cut so hard yeah that it's hard to follow cut, what's going on and so finally cut, when the movie yeah. begins to ramp up now we're in the middle of the movie and it's like i don't know how we got here so there's that there's that and then you have Dr. Strange's arc, which if you have all of that, if it's hard to follow. Now, the, the, the comment with that one guy and um, Strange talking about like, you know, is that really the only way you could have done that? Like the whole, you know, Tony Stark thing? Yeah. Yeah. And like people responsibility died. and guilt like and gave, all that he stuff. He gave up the time stone and people, Vision died. Yeah. Iron Man died. Honestly, bro. Died. Uh, to be 1,000% honest with you, Doctor Strange's plot was a C plot in this movie. It was not the main plot. It wasn't. No, you had I to get, look for that, that to follow. I, I, I understand that, but I'm not going to lie and say I didn't care about the, the arc if I cared about it. Like, right. Why and I guess I what I'm trying to communicate. the ranking of the arc? Like, okay, if sure. they rank, that's not my fault. That's Kevin Feige's fault. Yeah. That's, Kevin Feige yeah. needs to like go into the mountains and allow his directors to have more creative freedom because yeah because that's a that's a hierarchy ranking that he his influence created but that doesn't change the fact that that arc like resonated with me sure and 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 again more power to you i'm not saying there's anything wrong with the fact that that was an arc that resonated to you my only thing is if that's an arc that resonated to you and it's a c plot that means the a plot was bad you know what I mean? Like, it was well, not good to follow. It's not that it was bad. I mean, well, one, if I really like the movie, then all the A, B, and C is great. I mean, like, Infinity War, Thor getting Stormbreaker was a C plot. But that movie was so oh, great. Oh, sure, but that was that amazing. Everything, A, B, A through D was great. So. Right. But obviously, so, I get the point, though, because Thor wasn't the main character in Infinity War, so. Well, that's our discussion. Uh, Let us know what you think of everything we talked about in this episode. You can write to us by emailing marvelousfriendspod at gmail.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail. That number is 617-299-6644. Let us know about everything that you've heard in this episode. Or if you want to say hi to us, that's fine too. Marvelous Friends is available on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. To our Apple Podcast listeners, write us a review and let us know your thoughts. For more fun, unexpected, and low-key ratchet Marvel content, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvelous underscore pod. You can also like Marvelous Friends Pod on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get updates on all our latest uploads and behind-the-scene content. Links to all of these platforms and more are in the show notes of this episode below. This is the Marvelous Friends Podcast.